Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the venue. I'm Chris. And I'm Manny. And today we got some dudes from Physiodrome. Yes. <laughs> so we got the Physiodrome here, guys. And uh, so what, what kind of music up? do you guys play? Well, you, oh, you, for want the the, listeners. You, you want them to say their name first? Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Eden. I'm the uh, singer, guitarist, uh, writer, lyricist. Overall, and this is Ivan here next to me. I'm Ivan. Uh, I play bass and I do backup vocals. Yeah, we do like uh, it's it's heavy metal. I like to say it's heavy metal because uh, there's too many like classifications now yeah. in terms of metal. So, but obviously there's uh, influence, and it's thrash punk. Death metal. Yeah, because I did hear a little punk in there. And I was right. Like, hey, this it's a big, it's a big thing for me musically. And it was, it's, it, it's not just like any kind of punk. It's like old hardcore style punk. Right. From that's like the eighties. Yeah. That's what I'm influenced by. Right. I mean, that's kind of what the thrashing like diverged into. It ended up being like it split into like hardcore. Yeah, dude. If I can, it the eighties was wild in terms of music. It's just like in terms of growth as well as just overall exploration because you had obviously your mainstream punk. Uh, I mean, yeah, your mainstream punk fucking uh, goddamn. Uh, what, what, I keep making fun of you for uh, Double Trouble Network's uh, intro. What is it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what, the Rolling Stones? No, it's not the Rolling Stones guy. Uh, it, what is isn't it? No, it's uh, okay, or is it who? No, guy <laughs> fucking. Uh, you sound like. Um, <sighs> The fuck, dude! Twenty, twenty, twenty. What the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> twenty, twenty, twenty-four hours to go. The oh, Ramones. Oh, that, that, <laughs> dude, I keep making fun of, I keep making fun of him for that shit. Guy. Oh my god! I keep making fun <laughs> of him because, like, I hear it and I'm just like, I can hear the drums and everything. I'm like, dude, this is <laughs> this is definitely the Ramones. Did you? Were you listening on the day you recorded Hell this yeah, shit dude. or what? The Ramones are actually a big influence on me. Fucking love the Ramones. See, I so just feel like he'll love the intro for Double the Trouble. I just feel like we're gonna get copyrighted, dude. Fuck. No, we can't. It's yeah, different. Dude. It's different. It's different. It has it's my different. voice. In it. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least twenty percent different. What's the rule? What's the, what's the ratio? Yeah, I think it's like twenty percent different from the original. No, no, no. Yeah, see, something. see, this is how I can go around it. I just call it a cover. There you go. Oh. But no, it? I think if you do a cover, you it's an artistic. You need cover. rights. Yeah, you need. If you publish no, it, if you, pu- if you publish, you publish it, right. it, you're like you're trying to make money off right. of it. But I you. have no ads on this. <laughs> true, true. No ads. Just sing it a cappella. Just <laughs> wait. Who are we getting sponsored by again? Oh, sh- um, uh, what are they called? You guys should get sponsored Patience by Sabos. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, shout out to our new uh, sponsors, uh, Patience Botanical, uh, supplying us with a little bit of. Uh, Nug to smoke a new plant and some oil for Chris <laughs> so he can get through his painful uh, day as a uh, jardinero. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but it's yeah, dude. Struggle. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically, are published, so. Speaking of, pass the pipe. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, um, y- you guys are uh, primarily uh, heavy metal. Right. Yeah, yeah, heavy yeah. Metal. And uh, so just not to subgenre it like a motherfucker, you know? Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can call metal. it what you want. Everyone seems to 
think of it as something different someone's mm -hmm. always like you sound like this band and then someone else could say you sound like this band which is a totally different genre yeah and i'm like okay people just see it differently well you know it's kind of dumb for me to try to label it mm -hmm. like anything other than what it really is it's just heavy metal dude that's pretty rad which is what it's about I man like heavy it. fucking metal I, I was trying to listen to some of your music earlier and all i can think was yeah basically heavy metal but more uh the vocals sounding more like mm, a mix of like cannibal corpse and right oh uh, who the fuck's the other band i just know it's like mixing i'm like wait wait that's, what's going on here that sounds about right <laughs> yeah like a little death metal a little thrash yeah. metal a little punk so the, the punk it. i say it comes from like the bass and stuff the bass yeah. sounds punky as shit <laughs> yeah those little uh those little rhythm sections with the bass and the drums Defe that's definitely punk punk inspired punk right fun. there uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys know all our songs are uh, inspired by movies. Actually, oh so no. each song is about a different movie. Because I'm a big film buff, so yeah. I decided to just kind of merge my two I, favorite things. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> film buff. I thought when people say movie buff, I'm like, oh, you're just one of those assholes that say Billy Madison's a classic and shit. <laughs> <Film> <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Happy I'd go with Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Big Daddy was the best. It, it was a perfect amount of drama slash comedy right. in it. I liked Anger Management. Really? Dude, <laughs> Dude it reminded Sorry. me Fuck. of me. <laughs> I, I had to take a, I got a DUI when I was 18 and I had to take a bunch of classes and they ended up showing us that movie like 10 times. No so shit. I came to fucking loathe that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, my bad. Movie, dude. Oh, shit, Jesus dude. Christ. And it has like great actors and I fucking hate it. Indeed, I, I completely understand. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know. So um, who would you say your biggest influences are uh, for creating this music? For creating this music? Um... I was actually listening to a lot of Cannabis Corpse um, <laughs> Spot when I kind of was like getting used to the idea of starting something heavier than anything I've done before. What were you doing before? Uh, I had a band that I started probably when I was like 20. And so like like nine years ago, let's say, and Incisive Crook. And we were like uh, yeah. definitely more... I hate more punk and thrash oriented than than like death metal the vocals were straightforward like punk screaming mm. um so when i was starting this project i was like i want to do something heavier i want to like push myself in terms of my writing on the guitar and vocally and i think we achieved that so. dude that's fucking rad so um when it comes to both of you guys knowing each other how'd you guys get to know each other how or me, how we met, uh, why we fight. I was gonna why we fight. Um, <laughs> shout out inside. Yes. Yeah, why we fight. Shout out. Missing you. Uh, <laughs> the so way you sound right now, saying it, it's like, just like you're like fuck that band. that band's like a major dude, influence just from. That's uh. It was side note, but it, it was just like a brotherhood almost. Like it really wasn't like a band like I would literally like they were my best friends you know what I mean like they were just we did so much growth together and like spent so much time together that it exceeded even the levels of communication and time that I would spend with my own family so they became 
my family and, and anyone that they would associate with and vouch for like that's instant tr- trust which I would develop which is how I fucking met Eden you know like <laughs> so through, through, uh, through the hardcore I think it was scene. through Juan through and the, the hardcore scene, scene. so right. Juan my bad side yeah, Juan, Juan and um, Eden came around a few Juan, times Juan is the singer Juan's the singer for Why We Fight who was the drummer for Incisive Crook right so me and Juan were good buddies for a really long time oh, playing in the band for many years I had already known this guy for many years by the time Incisive Crook started yeah but yeah we met as younger kids in the heart uh, through the teenagers right well i was a teenager when you guys were uh without a fight <laughs> i joined yeah. i joined in the transition that oh was, you're in the I, transition i was, I was the fuck new dude you remember that that's nuts hell yeah <laughs> i i started with the <laughs> I, was there. I was in their bed <laughs> practicing yeah yeah dude damn dude that's fucking <coughs> that was uh I joined playing guitar and it was like without a fight and slowly like I transitioned to bass and because that was my instrument from Change is Inevitable. So I was like way comfortable with fucking Mm -hmm. being bass. And so, uh, yeah, like I had the rig and everything already. So then, um, yeah, it turned into why we fight at some point. And that was like where we went. When you're uh, when the songs turn from let's make a, a silly joke to let's get serious and actually really make a message is really when it transitioned to why we fight for sure Dude, yeah man. that was that was uh the period of time where it was like cool seeing that transformation and then just being a young ass kid like actually relating to the messages like writing like playing bass and like you know seeing the guys work because they were older and then just like slowly diving into writing a few like lyrics here and there like spew like song lyrics and so that was fucking rad you know um, but yeah, fucking inc- incisive crook. Like it was Juan, the singer playing drums. And at some point, you know, they were playing with Felipe and right, he was as playing bass. as bass and, you know, phenomenal bass Shout player. Out. Soul Shout craft. out. Soul craft. Yeah. So, um, he was fucking doing a smashing ass job, like playing with them. They like recorded and uh he eventually like pursued a, a music career uh, studying music i believe and that's what i heard and um the eventually what it was your juan who asked me like right i don't we, remember we, that we got you in there i'm pretty sure i just like grabbed you and like you're gonna play bass right i think <laughs> so yeah he was just like you're playing bass now and i was like sick but that was that was short-lived or like it was like a year or two well it was a year we it was dude we played a substantial amount of shows right, i yeah, would that say was a good, like, it was a two. good two years because yeah. i had the truck and then we were hauling in right we'd go to la and stuff dude and then so um you moved we, up north uh, we we uh <laughs> we wrote a few songs together right and then we recorded some of it and then um i fucking disappeared that was like <laughs> <laughs> and, sure and, and juan moved to la and i told absolutely no one so it was just kind of like right i didn't realize i was like in two bands and like i just fucking lost it and left and i was just like oh shit <laughs> i, I might have like disrupted a lot of people's like flow you know which i apologize for but hey man but sometimes you gotta find yourself dude definitely like especially when you're in a lifestyle like that you're taking care of other people not taking care of yourself right eventually all that shit culminates and you just fucking snap well, and i like, guess I, dip. I guess in a sense you're no good to anyone damaged exactly <laughs> real talk man <laughs> shit. Shit to that. Hey, shit. what yeah. was that like around 2010 2011 uh i left r- so i was 1920 so it was probably like 2011 12 13, 14 15 maybe i was gone like a year so, so 
Yeah, I was like, I wasn't 21 yet. I was 20. I remember coming, ending up in Vegas with family somehow after like adventures in San Fran <laughs> and adventures in Humboldt and, you know, <laughs> fucking Redding and shit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I eventually was just like, I'm in Vegas and I'm 21 now. And that's like the crux of like when my own <laughs> family was just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, all right, like, let's do work. Damn. But came back and then fucking, you didn't ask me to play Invisio drum. And I was like, sick. Him and Juan, our drummer. We're not that one. It's a different one. Oh. Different one. That one. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you. I was like, so uh, Juan. who's your drummer? <laughs> <laughs> no, Juan, uh, he's. Uh, so I had two drummers <coughs> named Juan in right. the last two bands. <laughs> Support your local Juan. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the only drummers around are Juans. Right? <laughs> it's the only ones that the universe has chosen. Oh, we know one named Jose now. We know a drummer named Jose. Close There's enough. Close enough. Close. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, they, him and Eden were jamming and they had written like three songs, I believe, or two songs, three or four, two or three. From what I remember, my memory shit's bad. I was just like, I literally had never once thought that I would be playing music again. Like, I was just like, I'm fucking just past that. I'm done. Like what yeah dude i was literally your words are angering me <laughs> yeah at the crux of it i was like well fuck like i think i was like you know like just coming back from all that and like really coming out of a stage in which i was like getting like right and like listening to myself and but still being kind of confused and um i was just like well music's out like that was a joke um i never once realized the following why we fight had really while i was playing with them until like recently when people started like recognizing me for like being in the band like when i was out and i was like oh fuck because i asked them i was like you know i i never really paid attention too much to that and then they were like dude like why we fight changed my life and stuff and i was like whoa fucking a like yeah dude i'm fucking telling you fucking why we fight literally went from that goofy pomona band i was singing about my nikes and shit my Nike, but like it was fucking (coughs) fun dude but (laughs) to go from that to like actually having a fucking message yeah like it, it showed a lot of fucking growth and it showed a lot of just maturity overall and within the group itself and it's like dude it i saw them you know just seeing them play just fucking house shows like a motherfucker every goddamn week as uh, without a fight and that's me fucking going just go to house shows and get the fuck out of the house and then getting to the stage where you guys are well you know you guys were actually fucking going from house shows to actually playing venues more venues, more fucking venues, and the house shows were always fucking packed, dude. It, it you'd go to a Pomona house f- show, and without a doubt, the fucking goddamn uh, the band that was headlining would always for fucking sure get shut down before they would have a chance to play. Right, but because it was without uh, you know why <laughs> we fight, and each band that played before with you know why we fight it, it it was different it was like everyone's like hey you know turn it down enough so we're not blasting throughout like three neighborhoods we're just blasting in this neighborhood <laughs> what the fuck and you know it because like dude how shows beforehand we're just all right what? turn it up to fucking 11 right right turn it up to fucking 11 i don't I care if the bass is drowned out from the rhythm and the fucking main guitar fuck it 
to like everyone just because I mean by that point, dude, fucking. I'm like I, I remember fucking David from uh you know Changes Inevitable. You guys had your little mixer and shit, and right. you guys were actually doing like fucking like whole ass fucking just e- <laughs> setting up EQs and shit for everybody. For I'm like, everyone, yeah. dude, this is so fucking different. Yeah, like that was fucking right. house shows went from being disorganized and being chaotic to being an organized chaos. Right, and it was fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> And, you know, some bands were just, you know, there to be bands and just play their music. And here's the breakdown fucking chug. And other bands were there and they were trying to, you know, do something. They just didn't have the right message. And then there was why we fight. What the fuck? And dude, these like to literally see a bunch of like hardcore kids that I knew go from being like, I'm gonna be fucking reckless. I'm gonna be destructive. I'm gonna fuck up my entire life to being like, you know what, dude? Like, I got to focus on not just me, but, like, my family, school, and everything. Like, you know, it. it I, I feel like that was what transitioned to Barrio Slam pretty well. Because the whole Chicano movement, the whole, like, the whole just pretty much taking care of your... Everybody around you, as well as, you know, your fucking people. Mm. And I felt like that maturity is what helped Pomona Hardcore <laughs> get to what it was. But also what helped it die out in a way. Because it went from being this whole immature mess to being a whole, you know, mature chaos. And because of that, everybody's starting to grow up and everybody's starting to focus on reality and shit. Uh, It it left them a lot less time to actually go and be the chaos. Right. But, you know, be a part of society to turn the cog and, you know, (laughs) help at least, you know, turn something that wasn't moving beforehand, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's what I saw from a lot of people that were within that little movement of Pomona Hardcore. And all the kids that weren't there and, you know, were like, fuck straight edge and fuck whatever the fuck you guys are doing. That's fucking dumb. I want a hardcore fucking breakdown and that's it. Those kids ended up just fucking being your, you know, tooth cogs that are just chugging out fucking useless ass Trump memes and shit like that, (laughs) dude. And it's it's crazy, dude, because like that's what really fucking happened. I feel targeted. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see you being bigoted and shit. <laughs> and like, you know, uh, what I'm saying is like that whole Pomona hardcore movement has a mental process with it. And because right. of that mental process, it grew to what the fuck it was. And it, you know, it changed a lot of people's lives. Like you're saying, dude, it's fucking, mm-hmm. it, it's cool to see. And it was also cool to be a part of that fucking little little right. part of that life for a little bit and all that was because you guys met <laughs> no, no this was uh, the, the we band that those we came from crowds. right yeah. right we we Jesus. were all like the same that that hardcore uh that and i came from an outsiders because i was a metalhead so i came out from like i was the only metalhead hanging around all these motherfuckers same here and yeah. it was just like <laughs> i saw i had that too with my scene with my metalheads like you know, I, I bonded with a bunch of people and I, I grew up to be the person I was in many ways that I had to like relearn how to do all that shit because it wasn't good. But um, that scene died out and hardcore was like really the only one out. Like punk kind of way, went away too. Hardcore was like you said, the, lo- the last longing, the last, the lastest longing one. Yeah, dude. And, it, it's and even that fizzled away, but you know, Victor's out there keeping keeping Pomona 
mm. on the map with the hardcore scene. That's right. fucking. That's good, dude. That's good. But, it, it, but nothing's come back. Punk. I mean, punk is designated to bars t- to characters specifically, right. actually. And then there's no metal anywhere. Well, that's some weird. There's shit. no fucking metal. Uh, Fredo there's macrocosm, which I don't know if oh. they're considered Pomona, but they're from the area. Uh, but other than that, there's not really any other fucking metal bands at all in Pomona. Dude, in well, the and we can't get gigs because there's no scene for us in a way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you Agreed. like if you were to find something, you would have to like dig it, deep. In, in Pomona. You're not gonna find anything. Everything for metal is out in like right, Los LA, Angeles, exactly. fucking Alhambra. And even they, they are very uh, selective. And like, if you're not a certain extremity of metal then they don't really like accept you either it's because you know that seems the metal the metalhead seems like that too i mean i'm i'm a part of it but it's still there's a lot of like a lot of people within the scene who who are kind of just you know jaded yeah no i i still think there's a fucking chance because there's a band that came out of pomona that's hitting it pretty big right now uh it's a band called transtorno Oh right, I know fucking yeah, well, dude. Pedro, I'm, fucking. I've known Pedro for a long time. <laughs> I've known him some fucking elementary school. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So you good buddies with him or what? I talk to him every once in a while, but he's more uh, my brother's friend than anything. Uh, but he's been keeping the scene alive. He fucking hitting up like Cuba or right, some dude. shit or Puerto right. Rico. I don't know. Fucking. Yeah, 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 I, I still sure, that for sure. For sure, those alive. out there, dude. Yeah. yeah, they've been around for a fucking minute. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking seriously. But like to see something come up right now, it's 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 like we have we'd have to make our own scene. Yeah, you know that's like, basically the only way to go about it because we played. Uh, well, Victor was cool enough to ask us to play the hardcore show. Right. That's always the fucking case. That's how Tyson Crook was. We always played hardcore, hardcore shows. Show. That's why I got really friendly with all the hardcore people because. Juan was in my band, so obviously he like got us all these fucking gigs with hardcore shows at hardcore shows, and and that's all we really had like to play. Otherwise, we'd have to go out to LA and shit like yeah. that. But out there, we weren't getting like crowds. We'd always play first right. and shit like that, you know. Bars. Yeah, bars and like we didn't. We never really had a good audience out in LA, but it was always cool to like have uh, the hardcore scene like support what I was doing, what we were doing. That was not really hardcore, in a sense. Right. But they actually just supported it it's, because they understood it was just like, you know, raw music. It's funny because uh, <laughs> when people find out, like, oh, like, I've gotten a few of, like, you and Eden are making music again. And I'm just like, well, Eden's fucking master child is, like, Viziodrome. And I explain it to them, like, every song is about a film. Like, his parents used to own a video shoot store like in Pomona and he was there all Wait, the which fucking video time. store? Forums? Where? It was Hungarian Grand. Wow. It was Do Forums for many years and then it was DVD Azteca for a few years and then it went back to oh, Forums. Oh shit. It went back to <laughs> okay. Forums though. Okay. It died as Forums. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> but yeah, we went so, down with it. So I always tell you and like I'm like you literally have like a right I've told him I was like you have a PhD in film without the degree like the level of understanding and analysis that he puts into like any movie watching or film um because there is a difference <laughs> uh a movie is something made for everyone to watch and a film, film is something for specific 
a specific audience. It's what esoteric? Would you say <laughs> that, or more just niche? Film, I don't know. Um, I think they're nowadays interchangeable. Cause like I mean, like what's that whole argument that Scorsese and the whole beef that he's going through where he said some shit about the Marvel movies and now um, everyone's like, you don't consider Marvel movies movies? You know, like films? And he's just like, no. And well, it's just no, like, well, they are movies. It's like, they're, they're I, I, I'm, I, I... I don't like to be at an extreme. Like, yeah, I could see it both ways. Like, right. like it's kind of hard to tell nowadays. Everything's moving so fast. It ha, might never be like it was, you know. True. Right. So I, I hate ha, that. Have you ever seen uh, the Royal Tenenbaums? It'll stick around. Film right. sticking around. What? Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, love it. See that yes. was a Elliot fucking Smith. film. And the, Smith. for Classic. me, that was uh, <laughs> like that was my first transition to actually watching films. Okay, right. That's versus movies. Yeah, that happens. I was just that like, happens. This very is, digestible. This is different, and I was like, this is because like, it had a bunch of actors I knew. And a bunch of people I like Dude. watching. So I was like, sure. if they're in it and they're mm-hmm. likable from watching, you know, Ben Stiller, fucking, uh, you also have Owen had, Wilson. Uh, Owen Wilson was in it too. Oh, Margo Houston. Owen Wilson was in it. Luke Wilson was in it. That was the first time I've ever seen them both in a movie together. Oh, that shit was uh, trippy. Danny Glover. Uh, Danny Glover. Bill Dude. Murray. Dude, Bill Murray. Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. See, Bill Murray as a dad was my favorite fucking bit because he was such, like, he wasn't an asshole. He was just fucking just like you know he's just dim-witted kind of like he was like ah fucking rolling with the moment <laughs> shoots his fucking kid kid ends up with a fucking bb in his hand for his entire life he yeah. was just like fuck i was just trying to have fun <laughs> you know shit i didn't think you were gonna hold on to that for 35 years dude wait 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 what movie are you talking about <laughs> Royal Royal Bomb. Bomb. oh yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. he has oh, that flashback to... when he's like yeah you know your grandpa <coughs> shot me in the hand yeah. with a bb and gun which like, is why he wouldn't let the kids play with bb guns right. and shit he's all fucking <laughs> scared of everything scared of it well, oh, the be... wife died didn't yeah. she, she dude like, that atrocious fucking... accident that movie was something. Damn, we else. went on a tangent. I was like getting to some point. Oh, anyways, yeah, fuck. <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry, film. Film and like oh. Visiodrome and fucking just like, um, yeah, so I consider him, uh, I respect Eden in terms of writing and like the analysis that he puts into film. Um, and from every response that I've ever received from anyone really that has judged a movie or a film in, in, in al- with an analytical eye no matter who I've met through school and this and that, like the person that I most see like honest truth and overall actual understanding as far as like seeing beyond like certain biases and stuff as much as you can, it's fucking Eden. Like I respect him to the point where, well, I know that he's going to do something within film. It's just a matter of time and him actually like, you know, getting the recognition that he deserves. So that's kind of where I'm coming from where, why I joined the band and I I had thought I quitted music like I never played and when he asked me I was like thinking about it, I was like well fuck I think I'm gonna just give it a shot you know like if he needs help like I'm gonna just do it for a bit and you know eventually he's gonna find someone that's like way better than me and just fucking run with it but then it just fucking triggers some other shit. Like that's how everything that's been happening <laughs> has yeah. been happening. It's it's because of Eden, and that's why like I always come back to being like I joined because I respected him uh, to that level. And thank you. Yeah, I um, respect you too. Thank you. And so uh, yeah, it, it's it's I'll be forever grateful, and you know any which way I can like propel his 
career and like film i fucking want to do it you know i'm like all in on that shit so we're working on some stuff and and eventually like you know we're kind of keeping it low-key for now but we'll hit you guys up you guys will see and it's gonna be good oh yeah, good times sure. yeah what was that 909 festival thing you were oh the 909 film festival oh yeah dude we're definitely gonna have to come together for that mm. I've been wanting to write a fucking script. Oh, <laughs> dude! <I'm> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Because <laughs> I was telling him about an idea, and I was like, "All I we all we need is just somebody that has a direct vibe with it, and like to take it, mm. to take that idea and run with the idea, and then after that, we're just either extras or we're fucking film helping with uh, filming and uh, pretty much uh, audio. I, I can't be in the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, we're just gonna. I'm too fucking weird. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just recording. We just need fucking. What pretty if much it's just you smoking weed? <laughs> yeah. For you fucking do eight that. minutes. You could do that. <laughs> I'm more of a drinker. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. As I so <laughs> showing the <laughs> showing yeah. the struggles of a to day drinker like and the public. guy on the couch. The guy on the couch. You can do guy on the couch, dude. I tell fuck yeah, you can do guy on the couch. I walk up to her, I'll be like, yo, guy on the couch, hit this shit. (laughs) And she'll be like, she'll be fucking take it. She'll just be like (laughs) Yeah, just zoned. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Some good shit. Rolled over and fucking fall back asleep. I'm like, you did not just fall back asleep. Wake your bitch ass up, let's smoke. Yeah. Dude, that like my sister literally evolved into the guy like guy on the couch and she doesn't even understand the fucking reference because she's really? never because oh, wow. she's haven't she hasn't watched half baked like that okay, yeah like 80 million times like i fucking that's have a great, like we dude, all I, I still want to know that's a great that fucking was. movie dude it's so fucking good i, I still want to know who that was uh guy on the couch that's yeah. uh david tell no like it's the character's name oh, the character's the character's name. it's guy on the couch <laughs> why the fuck is he there yeah <laughs> yo you know him oh yeah then none of them know him Classic, classic guy on the couch. Mr. Nice Guy. (laughs) Dude, that movie was so fucking funny, dude. So, uh, uh, you guys owned a fucking movie store growing up and everything. They they owned it. Is that where you practiced? What was your your first instance from going from like, hey, I'm going to watch fucking uh, these kids' movies and these funny movies to let's watch a fucking film? Or was it it like by accident? No, I I wasn't a kid. I was probably like 14 when they got it. Oh, okay. Uh, we probably had it for like eight years. So maybe, yeah, like 14 sounds about right. So, yeah, at first, you know, I would just watch whatever movies. But it wasn't, yeah, I think it was a gradual thing. You know, you would just watch the movie that really affected you. <laughs> and then that was very different and made you see things differently. Or showed you something that you have never thought of before. Which expands, you know, your universe, expands your mind. Absolutely. And I think that just like piles up on top of each other after years and eventually you start to crave it. You're like, what weird movies can I watch? Like what other weird shit can my eyes see that people have thought of? So it just kind of goes, you know, then I was just like, all right, I'll watch this Korean movie. And then I was like, this was great. So then I just watch all the Korean movies, you know, and it kind of just goes, just goes like that slowly after years. And there was, there's always movies that, that have like you know they leave a mark you know Pulp Fiction mm. was a big one number one obviously <laughs> so it was good. something d- different you know it was just different like in life changing yeah <laughs> that, was, that movie changed my life definitely yeah. it's, it's uh, 
strange, <coughs> strange movie. It's for strange movie. absolutely fucking. For me, it's a masterpiece. <coughs> okay, so I always make this joke, but you've seen Die Hard, right? Love it. <laughs> Have you seen? Well, you've probably seen The Fifth Element as well, right? Yes. I mean, oh. if you grew up in the '90s, you've Fifth definitely seen The Fifth Element. But um, <coughs> always make the joke that the way that they sold uh, fucking uh, Gary Oldman and fucking uh, Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman, and uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Chris uh, Tucker. Chris Tucker. Not Chris Tucker, ass. but um. <laughs> Willis? Yeah, Bruce Willis. Bruce? <laughs> so the way that they sold Gary Oldman and Bruce Willis on the fucking movie, I always make this joke. All right, Bruce, we got this movie for you, bud. It's a really fucking awesome movie. We already got Gary Oldman on it. It's going to be a great project. All right, what is it? It's it's exactly like Die Hard, in space. but it's in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a space hotel, bud. Oh, fuck, man. It's in a space hotel. Dude, how the fuck? <laughs> what did they sell it to him? Like, right, unless they've seen right. like some test footage. Like, oh shit! It's and it's, strange. And instead of him, instead of him crawling the through the fucking no, the vents, one? the fifth element. Yeah, because like, uh, they're on that like, a, cruise it's, ship. It's right. a. It's absolutely fucking like there, amazing. It's, uh, there's sur- the source material. Okay. So oh yeah, the source material is fantastic too. Totally Educate me. Oh okay. Got yeah, it. Got it, it, got it got it's it. kind of like um, that's. I always called it like a live action anime that. because it has so many quirks to it, and what they source. I've never. Uh, fuck, I always forget. Fuck? I think it's. Like, I did not what? know that. The Incal was one of them. The Incal. Well, let me write that. Down. I, because the the <laughs> the producer <laughs> is French. If I remember correctly, and he's the dude that pr- also produced uh, Resident Evil and a few other movies. The fifth but, the producer? Uh, yeah, the producer. Oh. I forget his name. Um, Source material. But uh, he had dude, taken a lot of inspiration from uh, a few mangas and a few books and everything. Right. And I was just like, dude, this dude is so fucking crazy. And after that, everything just went downhill for him. But that was like <laughs> that was like his best movie. At its the director, Luke Besson? Yeah, Luke Besson. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. and he, his yeah. wife was in the movie as well. Uh, she was the uh, the opera singer, the oh, lady. Okay. Oh. Ooh, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. where she gets. I like that scene. Cut open. And yeah. then him and uh, <laughs> uh, what's her face ended up getting married after that. Uh, the chick that played Lulu, um, Mia Djokovic. Uh, like yeah, Djokovic. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that whole secret language that she spoke in, the gods' language. Mm. Him, uh, they'd pretty much like speak in it between scenes. Weird. And like uh, the actors. yeah, that uh, really? Mia Djokovic and the director, and like they pretty much like explicitly only speak to each other in the gods' language that they pretty much made up. It's crazy. And uh, <laughs> by the end of the movie and by the end of I'm filming, just, he had you uh, know I'm I'm thinking of fucking shit. I'm a dude. He, he like, had divorced his <laughs> wife. The future secret language. And th- he ended up hooking up with uh, Mia. Wow. And after that, they had formed a strong relationship, and they ended up getting married and shit for a few years. Huh. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, dude. Luke Besson's tie. He did Leon the Professional. That's a great I movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that's fucking great. That uh, was a good awesome. movie. Natalie Portman? Yes. Port- Sexualized young oh, Natalie right. Portman. That was yes. fucked. Awkward. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Cool. I, I was like fucking 10 years old and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That makes sense. What the fuck? <laughs> In my, I watched that movie uh, because they had made two versions of it, didn't they? Uh... They had made an English dub and a French dub, or was that the uh, the other movie with uh, uh, fuck? What's his name? The dude that was in the professional, the actor. Yeah, the actor. Uh, he was in another movie. I can't uh, recall his name. 
shit, dude. I'm having a fucking complete brain fart, but I, I know for a f- <laughs> like, I remember a lot of his movies watching in Mexico. They would always end up in French dub with Spanish fucking subtitles, which always pissed me off, dude. Because I'm just like. <laughs> They couldn't just give me the English one. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't just what, give me the English. I got to struggle. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Parlez-vous. Ah, <laughs> dude. I'm like, the, time, the times I didn't pay attention in fucking goddamn class, this is it. God this is what I get. Yeah. This is Jean, it. So half Jean the movie, I'm just struggling with the subtitles. I'm like, motherfucker. Do you know French now? Yeah. Well, I took French <laughs> eventually in high school because Do of the whole words. Fun. A little bit. Can I hear him? I'm trying to Fuck. learn right now. Je me deteste. I know something like about Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> something about Tesla. <laughs> I said I hate you. Je me deteste. All right. If I remember correctly, um, to say, well, when you say your name, is like, je m'appelle. Uh, my je oui. m'appelle. Well, oui. Je, uh, the, yeah. the way they pronounce my name always pissed me off. I was like, Manuel, <laughs> what the fuck? Manuel. Keep that L in there, motherfucker. <laughs> Keep that L in there. Because, <laughs> like, um, oh, wait, but the the French name for Emma, Emmanuel, or Emmanuel. You're right. right. Dude, fucking, that shit's hot as fuck. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's the main protagonist from, uh, uh, fuck, what's that goddamn movie? Oh, I'm sorry, film? Uh, Glorious Bastards. Oh, dude. The, yeah. the chick. Shoshana! Yeah. <laughs> her, her name, uh, Emmanuel. Right. Fucking, uh... What does he say during that scene when he's like, like Where he doesn't hit her as she's running off with the, with oh, the, uh, yeah. with the bullet. And she's like... He says some shit. He says, Au revoir, Shoshana. So, uh, goodbye, right? Yeah. Au revoir, Shoshana. Yeah, that was like fucking what made it for me. I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie. And then <laughs> her, her, her hot ass fucking... Uh, Nah, dude, I was just, like, just because they had they had set up this whole as being the fucking um the hunter right mm-hmm. like he was the detective of sniffing out like the party which they were trying to exterminate my favorite parody of that uh-huh. is from uh key and peel show where they where he's looking for the jews i love that show uh-huh. oh right and they're both they're they're uh oh like the painting and yeah shit, they like, have the <laughs> fucking yeah my yeah. face right yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the white face and everything. White I was face. like, bro, this is all bad. This dude. is terrible, right? It's terrible, but it was such a funny it's fucking. It's so funny. But yeah, I love it. Love like it. to know where it came from was even better. I was no, like, it's dude. fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, when, when they set that up and like when they fucking just did the, the shot in which like he could have taken it straight at her, but he knew he had his shit on lock. So like they fucking did that, like where he doesn't really. um just doesn't shoot her doesn't shoot her because that's his thrill that's literally his passion in life is like doing shit like that so finding like her finding her was yeah. gonna be such a drive and make him so good at his job even more and along the way how many fucking people was he because now he was working with fervor right like he was fucking passion project and that's what did it for me i was like god fucking damn that like was such a good that was such and then a when good he found setup, her dude, dude like and he's uh, eating, he's like you have to try this with cream and everything right and he, and he knew like, he, he knew the whole time and then right away. as he was leaving he's like Shoshana. and you know what the fucking stratagem comes into play right <laughs> like he knew and he was such a good tactician that like 
he knew the Nazi party was fucked. Like he knew that at some point the regime, it wasn't going to last. Like it was way too fucking extreme. And like the shit they were doing was just not sustainable with like the rest of the world watching. And so he fucking does what an absolute fucking brilliant mind would do. And he, he doubles up. Like he waits it out. He strategizes, ensures that he's gonna live while murdering this fucking broad that that was the whole reason why like that was his literal swan song was like killing her and he fucking cut a deal like he cut a deal managed to get all those fools in one room to be slaughtered and then try to take credit for it so that he wouldn't be a fucking name in the paper that would be stained like he wanted to be a hero you know what i mean with the metal and shit and he bought he bought in he fucking bought in dude and that's like i love that movie it's like one of the top five movies because of that because of the absolute brilliant writing and like the way they set everything up and even just giving you the satisfaction of well as well of like brad pitt just like getting slaughtered in his face and, <laughs> and just the american mentality of just like I've been chewed out before. Like, fuck it. Like, we still get away with it. You know, that's totally the, the no. mindset. So, yeah, dude, that movie. Um, with Inglorious Bastards, would you consider it a film or a movie? I'd consider that movie a film in in a hybrid way. Like, it was still main, meant to entertain and, like, ride off the Quentin Tarantino yeah. name. But he does his best with what he, he got. You know, sometimes he just got to do it. So, um for me like it's one of my favorite quentin films like all of them are like that i've seen so far phenomenal but that's because of that just relatability of just like stratagem and like life is a chess game right and you just place pieces that you see eventually come to fruition and you plant seeds and i was just like i fuck with him and i relate to it not in the fact that i want to hunt jews or anything but like i just love the way his mind works yeah. yeah, he was a very strong written character, mm-hmm. his, uh, especially with his motives and everything. And it's it's shit like that that really distinguishes something between a movie and a film. Right. Because a film, it, it, you have these complex, strong characters that you wouldn't uh, expect these situations from. Like, you wouldn't expect that at the end of fucking Glorious Bastards. You would expect him to die as a proud uh, Nazi, right. like other fucking uh, brainwashed Nazis <laughs> ended up. Right. Um, but instead, you know, like he faked out. He he doubled down on the whole he copping out, and then he ended up getting fucking tagged and branded. Right. Because yeah, you're gonna be alive, but you're gonna you know everyone's gonna know what the fuck you are. Right. But it it's uh, shit like that that really distinguishes you know like I said before a film and a movie because. Uh, and the whole argument uh, with Martin Scorsese and Marvel films that they're not fucking films, right? <laughs> if you look at Tiger, if you look at Tiger Thor Ragnarok, right, and you see the the building of Thor, and pretty much the redemption of Thor, because you had a stale ass Thor for literally two whole fucking movies before that. Oh, with Ragnarok. With Ragnarok. Dude. And Taika Waititi literally rewrote <laughs> Thor to become, you know, what you would see in... Uh, he humanized him. He humanized him, yeah. And he, he pretty much... He brought him down to a level where, you know, as a god, he didn't expect to be there. And he expected to be on his almighty fucking throne and with all his power. But no, he brought him down. 
and you see that Humble in uh, in Infinity Wars, <laughs> and you see him God. take everything that Ragnarok. you know who he was, and after seeing Loki die, and then he's out for fucking uh, Thanos by that point. He's like, I want his head. And his failure of killing him and everything brings him down to the point where with Endgame, he's just like, fuck it, kill him. I killed him. That's it. He's dead. And he lets yep. loose. He lets go. And at that point, he he's a sorry version of himself. And a lot of people are like, oh, they just made fun of him because he's fat. And he plays video games. No, no, no. You don't see what's within it. You don't see the damage and everything that happened because he understands his failure, not just as a hero, but as a god. And Damn. so do you consider that to be a film? No. Certain portions Avengers of Endgame. It, <laughs> Chris certain, says no. See, certain portions <laughs> of Endgame because, uh, well, especially, well, specifically with Thor and Captain America, you see all these tables rounding out. And you see all these things, Dude. you know, coming full circle in a way. And uh, what saves Thor at the end of the day is nothing more than his mother. And, you know, him seeing her by accident because he was fucking panicking and having a panic attack and yes. didn't know what to do. Well, he knew what to do. He's just yeah. like, what if we don't do yeah. it and everything like self-doubt, self-doubt, dude. And it was a reassurance of his mother that pretty much told him like, hey, like, you are who you are and that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to become that right you know you still have a chance to change and you see him go from this self-pitying fat lethargic drunk motherfucker to being a fat <laughs> but you know at the end of the day a fat dude that knew what the fuck he had to do right. I and feel targeted that, again <laughs> no, see, because they could have doubled down and taken away the whole factor when he had gotten uh, Mjolnir and he had gotten his, uh, his new axe and transformed into his battle form they could have made him skinny and buff again but they chose to double down and keep him fat because they were like well this is who he became and just because he's worthy again of what he is doesn't mean that he has to be buff you know right. he you know he became Damn. who he is dude Fucking he didn't have to be That's this whole funny, masculine character sense. that uh everyone's been built up to expect right and uh because of that you see him more as a hero than anything at those moments where you're just like well fuck dude he literally overcame self-doubt deprivation and he's still going through it at the end of it because at that point he gives up the whole throne and he's like, you know what? I don't trust myself being king. You know, they, they've already had the king this whole time and he ends up giving it to, uh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. I wish he just, he did what uh, Chris Hemworth did with what Mac did in Sunny and just actually like went fat. Yeah, dude. That would have been dope as fuck. Uh, I mean, we're going to see a, a whole new buff Legit Mac fat. again, a.k.a. a new buff fucking Crims Hemsworth. But uh, <laughs> you it, it's without that whole, you know, traveling through uh, this whole journey of uh, self-doubt, deprivation, as well as knowing that you, even though you could have succeeded, you failed. But just because you failed doesn't mean you can't try again. It's the hero's journey. Yeah, and not just that, but it's also just a person's journey as well. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that's, every that's what it's called, the hero's journey. 
something we all go through mm-hmm. in life and it's like how they write characters yeah. and i'm surprised that they the went film. back and they did that with Sick. thor dude because they could have just left it at you know even though he failed he's just out for fucking vengeance right but instead he he knew he had failed he knew he could have t- he could have killed thor i mean uh fucking uh thor could have killed thanos at that moment in infinity war had he had taken that one moment to aim properly and just aim for the fucking head but it i feel like that's what made those two last movies proper films versus what they were beforehand just movies and entertainment because that's how i felt with captain america when it first came out i just felt that shit was a movie because it was literally just pumped out to all right here's this character this is who this is expect this in avengers right and that's all i felt that was you know same shit with thor right with the first thor and it, it, it i felt like it cheated them as characters and it kind of cheated their growth I mean the only thing that they ended up coming back full circle with uh, Captain America was the you're going to save me that dance right and at oh, the end yeah, of the movie yeah, yeah. he's dancing with her and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> fuck bro would you consider Good. Wonder Woman a film no <sighs> <laughs> see DC is so it. much harder to DC is so much harder to judge DC is because it was a, I mean dude for I think it was Endgame I noticed the beginning scene like was it when they're in the spaceship like that was like hella just like I was like fuck like when I saw that I was like god damn it like this is gonna be a movie mm-hmm. like that's literally how it played and then it just evolved into like dude it, it like it, the whole like dynamic and like the depth of it being just like wait a second like it, i'm so confused it, right now there's like, so many transitions in fucking endgame dude because right. like you literally and go swipe, from they do like swipes and shit right like i was just like, like literally <laughs> like ah oh, fuck yeah, it felt like yeah. for a like, little bit it felt like Marvel? watching a fucking like, episode of fucking family guy dude like, all right <laughs> next clip next clip <laughs> i was tripping out i was like dude like i'm so confused by this right now because it, it had like a certain amount of depth with like the things you just mentioned but then also the way that they would like transition and like even some of the scenes it seemed like these fucking millionaires were half-heartedly playing like they do not give a fuck like in the first scene i was like damn these people are too rich for this now like they're not hungry like that's literally what i thought i was like this first scene i was like yeah they're not hungry anymore like you can see it in like the way they're playing the shit out but then eventually i don't know if it's because of my dis- suspension of disbelief yeah. and or it's because um you know they shot them at different times where they, maybe they were more excited about it mm-hmm. um but i was just like okay like it's it's fucking bearable and i can digest this now and it's actually a decent watch but yeah because it kind of does drag ass for a little bit in the beginning dude like, I, it like, tripped me the fuck out i was like did they film I, I I wa- them the beginning just as a whole as infinity a whole. wars and endgame yeah well they're cool they're great but i did notice just like the the, the cinematography like that that aspect it was a little different and, and i was just like oh shit like and the acting the acting so i was but like oh shit they have such great actors and actresses like all the people involved with the marvel films are like fucking awesome yeah they it, have awesome people they really did uh for for the most part i felt like they really did go all out but like the i i the beginning, the reason why it kind of like drags ass is just that whole motive or like that whole notion of trying to make it seem like Tony's about to die right then and there. 
Uh, maybe that's what I caught on on, man. I mean, he almost I'm, did I'm no die. <laughs> he almost, he did, almost die. did die for for Captain Marvel, I'm which no is gonna lead me to my next tangent really quick. That way, I can. Uh, Come back to the interview, dude. But, uh, I might uh, be talking about the wrong <laughs> dude. I just realized I might be talking about the wrong fucking movie with, <laughs> with Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know. My bad, dude. If it is, no, if no, it is no, 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 dude. Captain Marvel, lost. uh, that fight scene when they're in the bus and uh, she sees Stan Lee and he's reading the Mallrat script. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't remember, dude. I saw it, I didn't really like it. It was like, whatever, that movie dragged ass. That movie really dragged ass. But um, <coughs> that whole thing with uh, Stan Lee, though. It's ca- uh, I was going to say Miss Marvel. Ca- Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, Because oh, they, they yeah. are going to have a Miss Marvel coming up in the next Phase 4. Oh. Because she's, <laughs> she's supposed to be Kree. She's supposed to pass her powers down to, like, mm-hmm. other Marvel characters. Well, mm-hmm. other Marvels. But um, Weird. with uh, Miss Marvel, have you ever seen Mallrats? Yeah, of course. Mallrats was uh, Stan Lee's first movie. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right, right. So for him to go kind of full circle and sit there in the bus reading that script. And oh, bringing, right. That's what he was reading. I remember bringing, that. I caught that. He I brought that. Kevin that. Smith into the fucking Marvel Universe, dude. Right. <laughs> that was the best and most sincere cool. thing that he could have done. Because at the end of the day, they were friends for a really long time. And uh, it, it was really cool because they, they wanted him in Mallrats, too. Because they were gonna film it, and then some shit happened. Like right, he's doing the that. Project, and I guess he wanted to turn it into a series or something, but it it all fell through, and they were supposed to have him uh, before he had passed away. Oh shit! And uh, uh, before he had passed away, he had did that little shout out, and pretty much that yeah, was yeah, yeah. bringing everything full circle for him. And he was just well, Kevin Smith talking about the Mar- uh, Miss uh, fucking Captain Marvel. I was about to say Miss Marvel. Him talking about Captain Marvel for that little bit, he was like, dude, I fucking cried, bro. <laughs> like, Kevin Smith full-out balled out. <laughs> he would. He does. He's good at that. He was like, dude, he was like, dude, I fucking cry for everything. I know. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, Jay, Jay fucking never cries. Jay cried when his daughter was born, and that was it. <laughs> but tough motherfucker. For that move, for that shit, though, they fucking both teared up. Well, Kevin Fool, I'll cry. So, yeah. <laughs> so, would you consider Kevin Smith movies films or movies? Because uh, they, for like the first few movies, they were kind of made for like niche audiences. Right. And then also, I mean, I could uh, argue about if you want to get pragmatic, you know, were they filming it on film or were they doing it digital? Well, I mean, at that point, so it was all in, film. Yeah, exactly. So he was started as a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a filmmaker. and You know, I don't know. You could call his... I, I use the terms interchangeably to me. It's not a fucking... I use... I call movies... You know, I'll call Goodfellas a fucking movie or whatever. Yeah. There Will Be Blood. I'll call it a movie. They're films, too. I guess you can say that some movies aren't films, but I think, like, all films are movies, probably, for the most part, I guess. Yeah, especially when they, uh, they're they mostly for mainstream audiences. or they Like Martin Scorsese films, regardless, were always going to be popular no matter what. <coughs> um, but like, just like, yeah, like The Terminal, I would say that was a very distinct film because that movie didn't really have a fucking audience. And right, that was like no one the was weirdest. No one was going to root for a fucking foreign character. And it was Tom Hanks' 
perfect fucking role, dude. I that was love, a great fucking I movie. Love Tom Hanks. To go, <laughs> to go from the terminal to go to um, Castaway mm. was such a transition. Oh, is that how it was? Yeah, dude. Oh shit, jeez. Shout out to fucking Robert, uh, fucking Zemeckis. Dude, because both those movies were fucking fantastic. To see one instance where you're dealing with Castaway the airport so terminal, <laughs> and then the other instance you're dealing Wilson. with. Dude, it's so good. Wilson! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, dude, <laughs> those two movies were such fan. You know, they you could call them movies because they're mainstream as fuck because of Tom Hanks. But in essence, they were films. Right. Because they didn't really have an audience, unless you're like, I like that dude that's in that movie. Let's go watch that's, it. But that's the beauty of Tom Hanks. He, my dad, like, would be like, "Fuck yeah, I'll watch that movie." You know, <laughs> yep. my dad yep. who doesn't know many fucking actors unless they're like Schwarzenegger, or Van Damme, or some shit. And he uh, sees Tom Hanks, he's gonna watch that fucking movie. That that's me. See, and that's a, <laughs> and that's a perfect fucking you're distinction a between a movie and a film. Uh, Schwarzenegger movies are just that They're fucking movies They're fucking explosions Action Fucking balls out Versus You want some ketchup on your uh, your, your cracker? <laughs> it makes it really good Shit Meanwhile the dude with his cheeseburger Is just shuffling away Like the fuck dude <laughs> <laughs> So I mean <sighs> So, so uh, this brings up my next question, which will bring us back to the interview. Uh, yeah, for your songs that you have written, <laughs> what, well, this brings us kind of full circle in a way. Uh, well, it's all film, man. It's all the film. <laughs> what songs? Well, I mean, what films have you written about in your songs? Uh, so we've recorded three tracks. We put it out earlier this year. You guys check it out on Spotify, YouTube. Uh, but now we have like seven, eight songs. So I would say, uh, we've written about The Shining. Which one would be The Shining? Overlook. Overlook? Right. Which is, uh, it's written from the hotel's perspective. Uh, we were written about, um. Which one's Fear the Fridge? Fear the Fridge <laughs> is about the old lady in Requiem Rocky. for a Dream. Oh, and how she starts to trip on the refrigerator, rad. and she starts to see the like that's some crazy monster. Oh shit! If, I don't know if you guys remember that part, but yeah, it's just about <laughs> it's about her story because her story is like the most devastating to me from watching that movie. Yeah. It's just like it's sad and horrifying, <laughs> and it's like a hell and shit. Uh, what else? What was tank? Oh, tanked. tanked. Tanked was uh, this '80s movie called Altered States. It's like a surreal sci-fi horror. Hmm. Um, and it's like about a man who uh, who experiments with psychedelics. And he starts to... And he discovers... Uh, he, 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 uh, he does experiments with isolation tanks. So he starts to combine them. And he starts to combine like heavy doses of uh, mushrooms that he gets from Mexico and the isolation tanks. So then uh, he ends up actually regressing his dna and and turning into like a uh simian like an ape <laughs> magnon type almost human you know uh and then he kind of has to come back you know it's pretty dope it's an awesome fucking movie that i really like because it hits a lot of shit that i like like drugs and consciousness <laughs> and fucking science fiction and horror but that's cool drugs. 80s effects you know like practical effects and shit it's oh. dope yeah it's a great movie 
Uh, fuck, dude. So where, where do you see Viziodrome going in the next year? You know, it's hard to say. Uh, we haven't gotten many shows since we've started and we've been trying. Uh, but, you know, either way, we're still fucking playing because we love to do it. Yeah. And we love to write and it's fun. It's good energy. Uh, we just want to be playing more shows. That's basically it. Mm. Just as long as we're playing fucking gigs and jabbing out. Uh, so maybe with more material, I think, uh, hopefully a year from now we'll have put some more stuff out. So yeah. mm. maybe that's probably our main goal True, to put out more of the songs that we were in. So how long from starting the actual band did it take you guys to start doing shows? We did probably like six months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got our first show like six months at, we started it last year, 2018, uh, probably at the end of, uh, or at the start of summer, mm. beginning of summer. And by November, we played our first show. I don't know how many fucking months that is, but yeah. Uh, but, you know, since then, we've only had like three, four more shows since last November. Yeah, Damn, that was a year ago. <laughs> it was right after Thanksgiving. This is right. the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so last year, the day after Thanksgiving, we played our first gig in Baldwin Park at a bar with a couple of, a couple other metal bands from uh, the, the Valley yeah. and shit, I guess, yeah. all over the place. But And then uh, we played a show earlier this year with uh, that hardcore show that we talked about earlier. That Victor right. from Barrio Slam invited us to. We played some cool bands. It was a good fucking show. There was a small Why We Fight appearence. Right, right. <laughs> or, or just Juan <laughs> Gomez, should Juan, I say. Juan uh, they played some Barrio's um, Victor Chick's side, and Juan was singing Why We Fight songs. Right, it got, it got wild, man. It got wild. I have a video. Um, I'll probably like put it on my profile. Um, Do it. They're like the fucking Beatles. The crowd just dude. screams like little girls. <laughs> little big men, awesome, dude. Though. They're big men. Um, no, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool, man. Just seeing that like energy still around and just people with, you know, that that bond to the music, like fucking doing that. So, and it, dude, it's funny because like whenever I was getting to that point where like whenever I would tell people about Viziodrome or they notice it, they're just like play i hate or they're just like oh, i miss incisive crook right like they'll we always make, a lot we'll, we'll get those comments it's people like people just want us to play incisive crook shit like, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah all right it's the nostalgia <laughs> shit dude but it's like you know at some point like it's gonna be like people are gonna listen to it because you know that yeah. that first band like when you first hear a band like you kind of hear it but it's not really listening and you think that like you're just like oh the the other album was like this this and this i liked and you're kind of well that's my process like you analyze the old shit and then eventually with enough exposure like you start actually diving into it and you're like oh fuck this is phenomenal like and this sounds great like shit grows on you like that's usually how music happens to me it's like sometimes there's a rare occasion where it pops and i'm like i'm a fan but sometimes it's just like that process and sometimes you might not even like it still but um yeah yeah, probably we're probably a band we have to have that people have to discover discover in a way right right but i like it i think it's special right. i think it's a, i've been writing for a really long time since i was like 13 or 14 i'm 29 now so it's been a long time that i've been involved in music and composition and writing has always been like the importance for me yeah the mm-hmm. the main frame of, of writing 
and I I think this is some of the best stuff that I've that I've done Absolutely. and it's mm -hmm. also because you know I'm collabing with Ivan and Juan and we're pushing ourselves definitely mm -hmm. sure it's not super technical or anything but it's de it's technical enough I think and it's almost like it's very unique in a way where it kind of blends certain elements which it's like that whole genre thing it's like what is this yeah. oh, it's like I, I have gone right. defies it defies defies the genre, genre. right that's why i don't so i just say heavy metal it's just heavy metal <laughs> because we i've gotten those comments at like shows that we played where they're just like like uh there's certain songs where you know it, it's kind of just like i'm like oh where's this going and then <coughs> when it gets to the the part of the song where it is just straight like heavy metal they're just like fuck like this was so sick and i'm just like yeah it's kind of what it is you know you can't really say i need to see you guys live yeah the new shit is honestly like just it implements a lot of that you know what i mean yeah. it's just like oh shit yeah we're finding a footing almost right right it's an evolution for sure mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure we can uh hook you guys up with like traditions and uh, a few other uh Metalcore bands that uh oh shit wait we'll fucking play whatever we'll fucking play shows, gig man dude yeah I'll play a game with at. fucking pop bands or whatever dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> hell yeah throwing it back to fucking 2008 hardcore <laughs> dude let's go that, that's the only way pop punk bands could get on the fucking show <laughs> they had to play with the hardcore we're band generally band. accepted by all crowds we especially coming from incisive crook that was playing punk shows playing hardcore shows playing metal shows and everyone you know enjoyed us. So I think this band is pretty similar in that regard. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking rad. Hell yeah. I, I want to see it happen. Yeah, we're going to hook you up. Yeah, hook us up. You can't those gigs, man. Should I hit him up now? or like <laughs> 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 call, call him on the phone, please. Get him on the phone. Shot him down. Call a friend, please. Call a friend. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I have their number. <laughs> Hello? Are you awake? Happy Thanksgiving. Hey man, just let let me have your address. I'll come over, eat some food, you know. We'll talk about something, and then I'll take off. Then come back here. Oh, I forgot to mention, <laughs> fucking play with these dudes. <laughs> play with them. All right, that makes sense, dude. It's, yeah, do that. That'd be cool. No, honestly, it's just um, getting just what you create out into ears or out into yeah, just fucking putting it out into space and, and just you know eventually getting to the point where like it is a recognizable thing yeah and, and you're playing to an audience as Eden said you know it's it's a lot different like when you actually have an audience to oh yeah play to because it's just like that relationship that you start building with like people who actually continuously go even if it isn't like close or it's just seeing someone be a part of something it's enrich enriching right and it, it's fuel it's honestly fuel and it's cool. Damn, I, I'm down for that. The one question yeah. I did want to ask was: Are you guys home produced? Uh, the EP we released. Yeah. Uh, no, we actually uh, another shout out, I guess, to Fabian Rubio. Yeah, Fabian, who Rubio. was the drummer for While We Fight Hell back yeah. in the day. Daddy Fabian. Um, he's now become <laughs> he's a world renowned engineer now, sound engineer. But he runs he runs a studio mm. out of Ontario. Um, we've actually been working him for a really long time because at Sisa Crook we did our stuff with him, right? And oh, so he was obviously our main choice for 
uh, doing this EP. Yeah. So we went with him and we did everything with him in his studio. Yeah. Dude, so we've had a good relationship for a really long time. Ivan and I with Fabian and yeah, I think it it's like uh, it was very comf- comfortable doing all that. So I think that's why it also elevated it, the recordings, because it all worked out really well. We didn't have to get to know everyone was comfortable right. with each other. It's just like, let's fucking play. We literally went in like after him and Eden and or Eden and uh, Juan had tracked drums and like we just went in and like fucking guitar, bass, <laughs> boom, like chill, sound, tight, cool. Tons like of bon- bong rips throughout. Just straight up. <laughs> just tons of <laughs> Shit. I was just like, damn, this is sick. Like, yeah, And it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, uh, right before we went to record this shit, like, uh, I got in a reading and I drew the death card. And that was fucking... The, <laughs> that's literally, like, the moment my life changed forever. Like, it was when it all clicked and it just turned into this everything that's happening now like us meeting you guys me and brandon like the jewels thing and then fucking vizio jump still fucking making music and us having an actual like full close to full set list and it's just like dude fucking death card like that that was just the that's wild the wildest thing ever like did you say the day before the day of the day in the morning yeah the day of and i remember um i'm gonna get a tattoo at some point with that because it's just like the moment of it was just literally a life-changing thing like it's Mm -hmm. it's just me like lying to myself in a way where i was just in a place where i was like i'm kind of doing shit partly because of society's expectation and then to me just transitioning into like fuck what everyone thinks that like doesn't fuck with the vision i mean they respect their views but it's like if you don't have anything positive to say about the things i'm doing then it's fine like i'd rather just not hear it and just vibing with like the constructive criticism and oh, and yeah. that was just like part of it but it was just like boom like life forever changed like who cares like what anyone thinks like let's just do what you want to do and what you feel and create like just straight create oh yeah i feel you there yeah dude <laughs> yep yep fabian uh, sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fabian is phenomenal he's an overall just like amazing individual but that was on a good one right now. He's touring with Scary Pool Party. Oh yeah, yeah, the American Idol guy. The From Pomona. Yeah, he he was doing like his world tour. Yeah, world tour with him, and like doing live sound and it's just like fucking rad. Just so that motherfucker, <laughs> fucking produced our shit. Yeah, 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 man. And it's just like big big papa shit you know like you're just kind of like sick man and it's just seeing it grow from the hardcore thing again and just from shit we would do in the past like incisive crook and it's pomona baby like yep. we're yep. on the up and up <laughs> even more tell you dude that's why pomona hardcore died it di- uh, the only reason why it died is because motherfuckers we had to get responsible and do something it all all the scenes died man they all died in pomona i'll bring yeah. them back Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. single-handedly, dude. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, like literally, all the scenes: hardcore, metal, punk. They're just oh. not angry no more. The same, you know. <laughs> I, I literally thought with the fucking, with the rise of Trump in 2016, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Fucking punk's gonna come <laughs> back. It's gonna be like Reagan all over again. There is, there is, no. there is like a. I feel like, like pop punk or like goth punk, is still. Flowing through Pomona, uh, at the, from the Daw. I don't know if you guys know the Daw in downtown. Yeah. 
Where's the um, punk bands? I'm our friend to see Manny, those, dude. his name is Muscle Manny. He throws shows there and oh, he shit. gets a lot of touring bands That's from all tight. over the fucking mm. place. And yeah, he helps them out. And there, it's there's a lot of punk. It's not like street punk, you know, or like gutter punk or fucking that kind of shit. But it's uh, it's still punk rock. Um, so there's there's little things here and there, but oh yeah, overall how the scenes were, how every weekend it was active with numerous shows and gigs, all over the fucking place. Now it's just designated to like very very few locations, bars might mainly, dude, and really the bars mainly only play indie bands. Yep, and hip hop artists, yep. which are cool. There's a big hip hop scene, a comedy scene right now. That's what's fucking <laughs> growing huge right now. It's just the comedy and hip hop scene, which which i love like i've seen a lot of i know a lot of artists and they're doing fucking great things but other than that um and they're again they're just doing it out of bars too yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, dude it's what law passed that you can't throw fucking parties and house shows no more. i don't fucking i think know, something dude, happened I, with that it, too it's like not really a law it's city like ordinances city ordinance right where they must. You I can't think make noise past pass six o'clock. <laughs> you have to have a permit and shit. Right. All those, all those hardcore kids and metalheads grew up, and they're the ones fucking calling the cops on the shows. Yeah, fucking dude. assholes. <laughs> they can't see that someone's being better than them. <laughs> yeah, fuck, <dude>. Fucking Christian. He knows. Motherfucker throw shows every weekend and then call the cops on his fucking bitch ass self just so you can get everybody out. That's hilarious. <laughs> what? Jesus. Make a shit ton of, make a shit he knows ton of what money. He wants. <laughs> Before the two main headlining bands would come on. Dude, yeah, there's a band over here somewhere on uh, there's ta- a band on, that's set up uh, in my Caswell backyard. And, uh, <laughs> and a group of people showed up. And Alvarado. <laughs> I'm scared. A lot of them are drunk. Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how it sounds oh shit i don't know about all that but that's fucking crazy yeah dude that, that kid was, that kid was something else <laughs> well the reason why he didn't get the hands is because i knew his older cousin <laughs> me and him grew up with each yeah. other we went to fucking that's what is school. that juice. juice i was like what the fuck like i thought it was hair gel and then i saw nicotine on it <laughs> yeah i, yeah, like, I, I lather my hair with nicotine you? <laughs> you should bro <laughs> no fuck that vg never dries up and shit oh no way Wait. a vegetable glycerin that thing stays moist forever you mean the oh, shit that they put in mountain dew so they don't melt huh what? the shit they put in mountain dew really yeah uh, that's pg Oh whatever, dude. Same That's shit. That's pro- uh, glycol or something. Whatever. Shit like that shit shouldn't be in a fucking soda Jeez. to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you shouldn't drink soda to begin with. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't even be drinking this. <laughs> Yo, I don't. I don't know where my big ass uh, canteen is at. It's at home. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, fuck, guys. Nate, thanks for shooting through and shit. Dude, yeah. It's, it's lovely. Thanks for it's having us. It's great. Um, I had a lot of fun with you guys last time. So, I, Oh, yeah. And you you were both very knowledgeable with, like, subjects. Uh, no, that, that time I, I didn't say shit. I was just <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you're, no, you're over here. But now I'm hearing you say propoglycol and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, man, this man is educated or knows our science, and I respect that. 100%. Yeah, fucking Chris is still wondering what the fuck Goatee Masker is. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> Goatee. Death, uh, Deathcore band from uh, Chino. Chino Pong. I remember that band. Yeah. I talked about Fabian. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Jose was a drummer for Goatsy, and his brother was a lead singer. Oh. Goat. Yeah. And then, so Jose and Fabian are like fucking best friends practically, pretty much. Like, mm. So that's probably how you met him. <laughs> Change is inevitable. We play with them. Yeah, that's yeah. how. That's how. Uh, Change is inevitable. Change. 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 Then they covered. Change. Uh, Chang. They covered an electro elephant song. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Fucking you guys. Fucking uh, what the fuck? Did we? Yeah, you guys covered uh, <laughs> fuck. What the what fuck? The fuck? Dude, uh, waffle did. fries. Oh shit. We're, dude, I was fucking drunk. I'm like, I you gotta play Wildfire. Uh, the only person I was pissed <laughs> off was uh, Jonathan. But that fool was just fucking low. Oh, man. that we covered it? Yeah. Why? Yeah, that fool just had little man syndrome. Oh. He was just mad at the whole world. <laughs> but we were just stoked on it. We were like, fuck yeah, dude. I don't remember anything of like... <laughs> I remember like the bond, like ev- the everyone's chill, but it's just like as far as playing those shows, it was just all like a big ass blur in my life. Like, dude, it's like where I learned how to play bass like really well. As far as just like if I applied myself enough, I could like learn a great piece, which I should do more of. But um, yeah, that shit pushed me. Like I was just doing like fucking guitar riffs like on the bass and God it was just damn, like uh, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was like oh fuck like that that's why I can play bass now like okay dude, for sure we should have Fredo teach him dude show me the music uh have you met Fredo no explain background oh. context this dude's a bassist he played bass first before he got into guitar right and yeah he just ended up getting fucking crazy at it like right. dude can slap like a motherfucker mm-hmm. dude he, it's all finger picking right uh, and he, that's fucking he can keep up with fucking metalcore music finger picking yeah that's what I would do with the metalcore band was finger pick yeah, I had a five string this dude like fucking he's everywhere but yeah I need to fucking <laughs> learn from that fool though like that seems like some next level thing it's weird though cause uh he transitioned Pomona he's literally up there on Gary no shit yeah what does he do now musically <laughs> he's busking. Yeah, he he's started busking. busking. That's cool. Um, That's fucking rad. Fuck. Uh, he was in my band actually mm-hmm. when I was doing Unsteady Grounds, and yeah, it was crazy because uh, we started hanging out in high school. And that's where he showed me that he could play bass. Right. And I was the guitarist then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, look what I can do. So this motherfucker, he's like, oh, I want to play guitar too. So I show him a little shit. He ends up surpassing me. Right. And he's just Great. fucking crazy on all this shit. Now he's learning flamenco. Right. And I'm like, that's dude. amazing. No. <laughs> stop. I <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to be me. No, yeah. It's so sick, dude. Flamenco is amazing. Have you guys seen um, Cruz Luna, I believe? He's like a flamenco dancer. They have like a black and white video on YouTube. And they have like the way he dances to that. Just I made me it. a fan, man. I was like, yo, like in another life, I would have <laughs> fucking just dedicated my entire life to becoming him and being a flamenco dancer because that shit is pimp as fuck. I was like, <laughs> you know, if if I were to choose one thing in the next life, it would be to do that with my life. Be a dancer? <laughs> yeah, be a dancer. <laughs> no, just being a dedicated flamenco dancer. Like, uh, I, I imagine a guitar playing, like getting that down so that you I... You can do it now. 
I know, but I don't want to give this life up. Like <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. No, I dude, it's all or nothing for that for me. Like <laughs> it, it's the one thing I would want to have down to a T where it's like, it's even fucking easier than riding a bike. Well, why me, not? Though. Why not still be in this lifestyle and take that up and then just incorporate it? <laughs> Yeah. I can. Let me try it. Now, it. now I'm just yeah, now I'm just thinking it. like you just talking about that. What if all the hardcore kids? <laughs> oh shit! Do we put Mako dancing? What if they just? All, <laughs> like, they all like fucking like applied themselves to any type of dancing, dude? Right. They would have just been outrageous because like some dudes had like rhythm to it. I'm like, dude. that dude knows how to connect shit. Oh, the yeah. swinging. Oh, dude. Because like it, trip, some people like, are like, let me fight the fucking air other people are like i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna they'd do that cho- they'd choreograph spin kick spin kick, yeah. spin kick dude everyone would just end up synchronizing right <laughs> and it's literally like that's such a trip to me oh, i was dude. just like what the fuck when you were in a fucking hardcore show and you synced Two up with a bunch of other like kids shit, like i was like shit dude the two steps when they'd all line up and everyone's this, doing this the same ba- shit i never like, participated this basic thing like yeah, just everyone getting on that fucking dun, 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 and it was like what the fuck is happening dude like this is a <laughs> trip it's like an organism <laughs> <laughs> they all they all just synchronize like you're saying it's like yo I can I can only imagine if a few uh, of those people had become ballet dancers they, they would become some it. of the best dancers in the world I bet fuck cause dude they had fucking poise and rhythm I'm like how the fuck yeah, do you do how what <laughs> To literally go from a fucking spin kick to go to the ground, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Wet. I'm going to go drink. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm too fat for this. Dude, I've been too fat for a lot of things. <laughs> what's it, what's, give what? me one example. I just want to hear one Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> me, that's a, eight that's years old, one. Disneyland. Toontown, Donald Duck's boat. I couldn't get on it. Uh, <laughs> fuck. They're like, yeah, you're too big, kid. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm fucking seven. <laughs> dude, like, I was like, oh, bro, I'm eight. Yeah, dude, but you're like, <laughs> oh, man. You a stocky motherfucker. <laughs> dude, seriously, I was so mad. I was like, you have two tickets? And like, yeah. oh, what? Dude, they don't even do tickets <laughs> here, bro. Yeah, what like, the fuck? Fuck you guys. You gotta take up two seats. <laughs> what the That's fuck is this? Up. Disneyland circa 1965? I need to eat. They should have. They should have engineered for that though. Come <laughs> on, this is Dude, America. I'm <laughs> so mad. All right. I, was, I wasn't even a big kid. I was. That's I was just sucks, tall. Dude. You were just tall, I was bro. Just tall. I wasn't even fat. I didn't get well, fat see, that, until middle school. That's what they're worried about. You hitting your fucking head on something. Probably because it was a bounty house <laughs> right. back in the days. Makes sense. Back when <laughs> decapitations would occur. I was pissed off too because I saw it on fucking. Uh, fuck. It was a uh, Toontown on, on Channel Nine back in the days. It was like a live broadcast of Toontown and shit as they're like setting everything up. And like they show you the new like fucking attractions, like random shit. Like here's Mickey's house, here's Minnie's house, here's Donald Duck's house. I'm like, I need to go in there. <laughs> and they're like, nah, you're too big, kid. And I was like, this bullshit. You should have became a dancer. Should've no, nowadays I'm thinking about it. Had I had affluent parents, they would have sued Disney for that. They wouldn't be able to change the No, they would have because it's the 1990s. It would, it's early on before any of this suing. Yeah, before they started suing for dumb shit. Aesthetic company, you know, like. Dude, because you, know, you would have been balling. Dude, fucking seriously. 
You'd have been on some other shit. Dude, I ate shit out of Tommy's ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no one told you to eat there. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Tommy's. Uh, uh, Bob's Big Burger or Bob's Big Boy, whatever. Oh, the Big Boy. Yeah, the Big Boy. I ate shit in there. And I told my dad, I'm like, dude, I fucking <laughs> slipped and I ate shit. And he was just like, well, fuck it, dude. You're fine. <laughs> right. I'm so, like, my butt hurts, dude. Yeah, what the fuck? You can and then once again, that thought process, had I been in an affluent family, we would have sued the shit out of that boss big boy. Yep. No, f- you, yeah, there's no signs in the bathroom that say that it's wet. Suing. You would be the reason why they would have shut down. Yeah, instead of them just failing as business. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's why they have signs now, because shit happened before. That they're like, ah, oh, we got to be careful with this. We have to notify them. <laughs> then they These people them. that come here are too stupid to look we out. We told you. <laughs> wet floor. And you still won't decide. And that's the trip, right? Like, you put up the sign and you just, <laughs> instead of just like, oh, I'm just not going to walk normally. I'm just going to, like, tiptoe past no, this. Had I seen the sign, like, I would have been like, fuck that. I'm good. Because I had crutches. Uh, like, like <laughs> What if it's oil? Like you're gonna eat shit regardless. <laughs> Soapy water. Yeah, dude. I literally fell backwards, crutches backwards and shit, just laying like this, like <laughs> <laughs> Rich man. You would have been a very rich man. Dude, fucking seriously. God. You could have bought more equipment. So it, you could have had You guys were talking about the next life earlier. Shit, if I Oh the next life. Yeah, if I die and I and I end up uh coming back. I hope to God I'm in a fucking affluent family or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. Damn, dude. I don't know. I don't even want to be human on the next one, dude. I just don't want to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the most real right one right there. That's very humble of you. I've been struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity is hard. <laughs> and you don't even fuck with McDonald's. That's the fucked up part. I don't. <laughs> That this is huevos con chorizo right there. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh shit! But thank you guys for coming. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. That <laughs> Do was you guys fun. have anything to plug? No, plug. I don't. I don't. Oh, I probably have something does. to plug. It's a sc- fucking screen peaks, right? Oh uh, shit! Spell that out for me. <laughs> Spell it out for me, please. All right. Uh, it's the, it's just another little page. That I uh, do, uh, where I just talk about movies on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's screen, S C R E A N, P E E K S. Screen peaks. The A and the E. Um, and so other than the band, sorry, it's a blog. No, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's Instagram it's, uh, posts. It's like an analysis of a film, and it just has a picture of like uh, a shot or something. Or yeah, I'll just like post. Images about uh-huh. a movie I recently watched, and then and just like talk about it. Talk about it. I don't right. review it or anything really. I just like talk about it. Yeah, he talks about it. We gotta get you a podcast. Right. <laughs> Dude, not, I'm not a, I don't have a. Sh- my brain's too slow. Like I think of things that take too long to think of things. There's editing. Yeah, right. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Shit, we're gonna have to bring you on Double the Trouble. Double what is the that? Trouble. Uh, that's our uh, comedy base slash uh, interviewing podcast. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. We recently Mr. had uh, Mr. Uh, Eden Cantu. As long as we talk about movies, I'm in. <laughs> I'm down. Hell yeah, dude. We can Ooh, do it. Time. Nice. So, uh, uh, also, um, I, I know you guys uh, say you guys don't have anything to plug, but obviously there's your Instagram, uh, your Spotify. Oh, that's right, dude. YouTube. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we do have uh, our Spotify where you can listen to our stuff. 
Um, at Visio Drome on Instagram. V I S I O D R O M E. You can follow me at Eden's Blood. It is how it's spelled Eden's Blood. Eden's Blood. Um, That's such a good handle, dude. I like it a lot. And then you can follow Jules. Follow Jules. Um, it's at and then OG period Dasani. So it's how it sounds. OG dot We're just spelling our Instagram things on there. I mean, fuck, follow me. Right, you got to do it. We make music, so we just create. Like we like to do that. Right, we're just creative people. If it's not music, I like to write too, and just be a fucking weirdo. The overall, yeah, I'm, I'm weird, weird note of being weird. I'm actually like diving into jewelry a lot more again. Like before I used to like, uh, really again? like well, when I was up north, I'd like really like, like stones and like fucking wire wrapping shit, which I wasn't good at, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sick. But, um, yeah, I, I fucking like found some like semi precious stones at like an antique shop and like Peridot and Aquamarine and Garnet and I was like, this is gorgeous. Like, I'm just going to try and get into, like, crafting jewelry. So, like, yeah. like legit silver gold and then just, like, implementing semi-precious and then eventually working my way up to, like, fucking diamonds and shit. So, Jules the jeweler to be D <laughs> when I'm, like, fucking 45. Like, I love jewelry. So, let's do this. That's that's the plug. That's, that's my the plug. plug. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime, someday jewelry. <laughs> someday jewelry. No, it's just yeah, spend time with it. So um, yeah, just go check out our music though. Yeah, check out our music and then follow us for when we actually start to get some more gigs, which will happen. It will. Uh, go see us live. Everyone. You guys should come watch live. Sick. We put on a good fucking set. Yeah, dude. And eventually, once we start building up, like you know the dynamic with playing at venues and stuff like we have ideas to build like props and like oh. do shit like that so right we're thinking big we're thinking big we're, we're thinking something slaughter fun. pigs oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't support the slaughter of pigs uh, no but like absolutely right, just inter- <laughs> entertainment like just as far as um doing that shit <laughs> 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 all right yeah, all right guys thanks oh, no, no problem, problem man. Thanks, thanks for coming in uh, if you guys want to listen to any other podcasts like this, make sure to go check out Double the Trouble, Fredo's Rant, The Graveyard Shift, and Money is Baking. Also, go uh, follow at Chris Podman, and you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, as well as the uh, old podcast app on your iPhone if you have it. Yeah. Which you fucking should. It comes on your goddamn phone. <laughs> go to your free. fucking podcast app. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to it right now. <laughs> well, yep. Yeah. <laughs> he literally thank started following Screen Peaks. Genius. Thank you guys for uh, <laughs> listening to us, and thank you guys for uh, checking out the venue. And yeah. uh, soon, if you happy guys, holidays, guys, because oh, this is right. Right. yeah, happy holidays yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Happy yeah. holidays. I wish I had ham for you guys. We <laughs> both bastard. don't eat meat. We're, we're both. Uh, <laughs> shit. Okay. I wish I had soy something. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Sick. Wait, <laughs> vegan or vegetarian? Vegan. vegan. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, full vegan. Full vegan. Ah.
as full as we can try to be, you know, sometimes. Uh, sometimes the burger slips in there. No, fuck no, dude. Hey, <laughs> honey. Yeah, and like shit like that. Like sometimes it's just like fuck. But ultimately, <laughs> so I, I don't go out of my way and I'm like, I want a burger. Like, no, I'm not. A, I'd, I'd fucking die, dude. I don't have the, the bacteria to process <laughs> that shit no more, probably. like Your body's like... Dude, I'd fucking die. Like, I swear. I lost... Uh, I was 190 and I'm like 145 now. Goddamn, dude. And I, yeah. Maybe I should go <laughs> vegan. <laughs> I would highly suggest it. Because right now I'm like 260. Right. What's your natural body weight? Do you know that? <laughs> it's always been 260. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he was five years old. No, for, your, was 260. <laughs> for your height. Like how, like the, the whole I'm di- supposed to be like uh, 130. 130? Okay. For your fucking height? Go damn. vegan, dude. Do it right. But go vegan. <laughs> if you can. I'll, I'll, I'll try. All right. I'll try. All right, guys. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to let you guys go with a little snippet of Physiodrome. Oh, yeah, dude. Heavy metal. All right, guys. Till next time. Physiodrome. Return to the first soul The test of